0: 4K projection is here. It really is going to be here next month. That's what they tell us, and uh, we actually have had a couple of demo units running around the country for the last six months. Uh, very nice looking picture. Basically, what 4K is is we're using the silicon crystal reflective display. Uh, it is actually 4096 horizontal by 2160 vertical, and this 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 seems like uh, uh, an odd number. Uh, it, it really is a, a not an odd number, and we'll get into that as we go a little bit further on. But that, it's a, it's a, it's a relatively small chip. It is uh, 2160 again by 4096, or when you're looking at 1920 by 1080, you're actually using 2160 by 3840 uh, resolution, pixels of resolution on the chip. Oh, this is great, yeah, yeah, okay, oh, it went away, good, and we'll get into that a little bit more. When we're, when we're, when we're talking about uh, these projectors, and my slide does want, not want to move, a little bit of a delay there, it'll catch up. We're, we're talking about a reflective chip, not a transmissive chip. Reflective, the TI, the DLP is reflective. Lycos, this is a derivative of lycos, reflective. When we're talking about standard LCD panels, like the common LCD projectors we're dealing with today in large masses, uh, those are transmissive. It's like a a, a pair of glasses. You look through it, the light goes through. Uh, You want the light to stop. You twist the pixel uh, polarity-wise, and you block the light. When you're doing reflective, you're actually reflecting the light either through the lens or in the case of like the TI, they reflect the light through the lens or into a light trap. In the uh, SXRD, we're actually doing a little bit differently. We'll get into that, but it is basically reflective. So when we're looking at our optical path on the reflective, we actually have the light coming in. We split it out uh, into two different colors here. Uh, we again take the color down through uh, mirrors and, and, and Dopplers and go ahead and break it out again to the point where we actually come out and hit the reflective device here. There's three chips in there and hit the individual three chips and then bring it back out through the prism and out through the lens. So it's a reflective three chip technology. We, we we kind of talked about the resolution already, but this chip is uh, uh, 47 millimeters wide, which is roughly inch and a half to two inches. I forget what the you calculated out on my on my calculator. Uh, it's, it's 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 really small. It's it's amazing that they can pack this kind of technology into uh, a little device like that. When we look at it from the flat view. uh, We're looking at the inorganic inorganic, uh, alignment layer and then we're looking at LCD which is basically the the vertically aligned liquid crystal in the the center right here. We actually have uh, uh, the drivers down at the bottom and then there's a glass substrate on top. And I'll get into that a little bit more. I've got a a different slide that actually shows a little more detail and talks a little bit more. But when we're looking at it on the screen, if you're looking at it with a magnifying glass You're actually looking at pixels uh, on the screen uh, or on the chip that are 8.5 micrometers by 0.35 micrometers. If you look at the the traditional layout of uh, other manufacturers, they're about 16 micrometers by one micrometer. So you're you're looking at a significant a difference in spacing between the pixels. So when you're looking at it on the screen and you look and walk up to the screen and you look, you don't see any pixels. You can't see a pixel. You can be standing five feet from the screen and not see a pixel. Adjusting the focus on this projector is very critical because when you walk up and look, you have a hard time seeing the pixels. And usually that's how we adjust a projector is we look at the pixels and we adjust it so the pixel's sharp. When the pixel's sharp, you have a sharp picture. If it's not sharp, it's because the processing is uh, is is is, is uh, stealing your resolution, or the compression process has taken away your sharpness. But when the pixels sharp, the lens and uh, 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 chip relationship is in focus. Basically, what we're talking about here is on the uh, on an the, SXRD. There's a glass up there. There are. Uh, LCDs, little little liquid crystals. Uh, They're not... In standard LCD, they stand up and they twist them. Uh, In the SXRD, they lay down horizontally and stand up. So it's a little bit different of a process. So with that said, we'll look at it in a little more detail. We'll take it from point one. Uh, We're talking about the pitch. We're talking about uh, the... uh, the 1920 by 1080 in the cross section. Uh, let's see. You know, I think we found. I think I found an error in the slide. That's not supposed to be nine micrometers. So uh, we'll have to we we'll have to fix that because we're talking about the resolution and we just went over that. It's actually 8. Point, well, nine 8.5, relatively close. So it's a fine 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 pitch pixel. There's uh, 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 The narrow interpixel spacing we've got there is 0.35 micrometers, so there's no screen door effect when you look at this, when you're looking at the picture on the screen. And it's significant when you walk up to a screen that's 30 feet wide, 20 to 30 feet wide, and you cannot see a pixel effect. That's that's significant. When we look at the thin cell gap here, this liquid crystal process. When you when you when you looked at other technologies, older technologies, the original uh, lycos and and, and what this is a derivative of, the liquid crystal area, as I understand it, was actually uh, much more than 1.5 to 2 uh, micrometers. And that makes a big difference. It takes longer for the transition when it was thicker and the longer transition would cause delays and smearing of some type, and you'd get artifacts in the picture. So it wouldn't be a smooth transition. It wouldn't happen fast enough, and you'd get that lag effect. And so this thin cell gap, uh, the thin, the thin uh, uh, what they call the valve, uh, vertically aligned liquid crystal, is significant in how this works and why it works as well as it does. So that's your rapid response speed. Now the inorganic uh, layer alignment also too plays into that because that's very thin. But that was the problem they had with some of the development was getting these pieces to actually stay together and and work as a one piece process. And that's the inorganic alignment layer that is actually uh, working with that also too. And then I mentioned the uh, vertically aligned liquid crystal that process there, that has an effect on that same thin cell gap relationship and the fact that you're actually um, having the, 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 the response, increasing the response time, improving the response time in the process. So you don't get that lag. Step away from the chip a, little, a second here and get into the lamp system. The lamp system on this projector actually uses two lamps. There's uh, the ability to turn one off and run on one lamp. There's the ability to run them both. And you can also run them at different lamp levels, which we actually have in the next slide. Um, there's, two, there's two projectors that we're coming out with. One's the, uh, with the 110 and the other one the 105. Everybody talks about the 110 because it's the 10,000 anti-lumen projector. We actually are going to have a 5,000 anti-lumen projector. Uh, we're using two, two kilowatt um, uh, Xenon lamps in there, times two. And we're able to select one lamp or two lamps. And we're able to set up anywhere from 51% all the way up to 100% uh, as far as brightness levels on the output. Why would we want to do that? Uh, in a lot of viewing environments, they, wanna, they want to uh, reflect what they're experiencing in the movie theater. And in the movie theater, they're looking at a certain amount of light to be bounced off the screen uh, for the audience in, the, in that viewing environment. And if you put too bright of a projector in there, it, you you lose that effect. So that's, that's the point there is to be able to adjust the light output to what you want for uh, display in the theater. To work with the different types of... Uh, uh, systems or or I should say uh, formats or or pictures that you may be feeding into the projector, whether you're taking it from a high-definition source, a film source, they have different gamma settings in here. They have a preset value of 1.8, 2.2, and 2.6. 2.2 is what they're recommending for their standard high-definition pictures. Uh, The 2.6 is they they find suitable for digital cinema. I've actually used the 1.8 at times for, the, uh, for, for some of our material or stock that comes in. The 1.8 gives you a little bit brighter of an image or perspective of brighter of an image. But again, it depends on the material that you have coming into it. There's actually a, a lot of flexibility with this because the SXRD chip, chip uh, has, a, has a, a wide range of color space capability. They're able to do a lot more. Uh, they have three color space selections built into the projector. You can set it up for 709, which is pretty much standardized right now, and, and everybody's using for HD image projection. They also have a DCDM spec uh, for use in the digital theater environment, uh, D cinema projection. And they're in the process of, as I understand it, this is in, in review, uh, but it is a CIE uh, XYZ spec which is meant more for your um, simulation market and different areas uh, of venue. But it's a, it's a different, different process and a little bit different spec. And again, not for digital cinema, but for other areas where may you may want to use the projector. Still to be explored. Kind of gives you a little bit idea of the xenon uh, color gamut and, and what you can do with the projector. When we're looking at the ITU 709, it's, it's, it's somewhat restrictive restrictive in comparison to what you can actually get out of the xenon lamp, and then actually what you're running up with film. So the, 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 the expanded capabilities that you can get out of an XR, SXRD projector are, are much better than what we've been experiencing in the past. When we get into how this projector actually operates and the screen, it's a, there's a single screen mode. Again, we're talking about a projector that has a lot of resolution. A lot more resolution than 1280 by 1024, which is what, we're, you know, what the world is used to at these points for, for projectors, uh, to even 1920 by 1080, which we're seeing in a lot of projectors now too. But you're looking at uh, a screen that's going to go up a lot higher. So when we're looking at a single screen mode, we can actually put a, um, a picture up there that say this single screen mode right here, we're actually looking at a picture that's 1920 by 1080, and it's been extrapolated up to uh, 38. Um, my memory, my memory leaves me. Uh, 3840 by 2160, and you see the black bars on the side right here, because the chip is actually uh, a little bit larger, has more pixels than that, but. Again, we're looking at a 1920 by 1080 that's been extrapolated up. And that's what they're doing is they're blocking off that side so they can keep it accurate and make the process uh, much cleaner. And that's for single screen mode. And this is with a 1920 by 1080 If you want to fill the screen and use that whole area, you really need to be feeding it a true 4K source. And we'll get into that in a second. We have the ability, again, to feed in two 1920 by 1080 pictures side by side and or 1024 by 768 pictures side by side you, you you can do this a number of different ways I can feed in one input and put it in both pictures in both side by side or I can have two inputs into the projector and select input a to be on this side and input B to be on that side which is great from a standpoint of If if, if I'm in an environment when they do this in a lot of theaters uh, where you have a a, a slide projector on one side and a video projector on the other side, you can go ahead and set up and set this wide for doing both those in that environment. Although this projector is built for digital cinema, it has has the flexibility to be used in a number of different environments. There's also the quad screen mode. Quad screen mode, again, the same way. The projector has four input slots, so you can put four input cards into it. You could put four of the same pictures up there, which wouldn't, you, know, you wouldn't, wouldn't do, It wouldn't want to do, but you can put four individual pictures of different type up there too. Uh, not necessarily what you can be using in a digital cinema environment, maybe a network operations center, different things like that, uh, simulation environments. But really, what quad screen mode is for, why there's a quad screen mode there, is because that when you're feeding 4K into the projector, you're actually feeding. 1920 by 1080 into this quadrant, 1920 by 1080 into this quadrant, 1920 by 1080 into this quadrant, and on down. And so you're coming up with four uh, high definition signals into one uh, projector screen. And so you don't do that by taking four high definition decks and playing them side by side and trying to lock them, unfortunately. It's a little bit more complicated than that. But basically, that's the concept is you feed your source from a server, and the server has four outputs. The projector has four inputs, and the server provides a signal and puts pictures in each quadrant, and that's how you get 4K up to the projector. Uh, That's the only way you can get 4K up to the projector at this point, um, because there's no other sources out there. To get 4K resolution running, you have to run it from a server. And the way they're doing that now is let's see here well oh, the way they're doing that now I don't have a slide on that the way they're doing that now is they're they're running uh, you can run four HDSDI feeds into it from a server or you can run four HDSDI dual links so your your standard single link is your 422 and they have the dual link which is 422 and 022 and you have the two cables there so we call that our dual link so, they put four cards in there that are four dual link cards. They run them from the server, and they run uh, what they're, they're, I think they're going to call it Octalink. Uh, don't hold me on that one. Uh, that's a term they're tossing around, but for now, it, it, it seems to work for people to understand. We get into conversations sometimes. We were doing this a couple of weeks ago in a training, <clears throat> excuse me, and we started talking about dual link, dual mode, um, because some of the systems have the ability to record. Two four two two signals at the same time from a special camera for doing 3D imagery and recording it onto our SRW five thousand decks. Uh, that uh, that that or the SRW one I should say. That capability is is a unique capability. But when you start talking about dual modes, dual links, all that different things, there's a lot of terminology gets twisted around. Uh, actually, that's something that could be probably improved upon. There probably needs to be a little bit more. Uh, uh, control in that area but anyway so you have input a that uh, will be feeding one quadrant input B be feeding another and, and on four to C uh, and D for your different quadrants and they're going to be four individual cards going to the side of the projector and the servers right now are very 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 expensive and it's a it's a really it's a, it's a that process is a whole other discussion on how they do that uh, so we won't get into that too much but it is pretty extensive so your multi-display function, again, because of that quad function for your uh, 4K, we have the ability to also uh, feed in individual inputs and, and u- utilize them however we, we would want to. And then we've got the multi-display function, which again, you're just taking your 1920 and extrapolating it up. There's a whole multitude of inputs that it'll take. So it's, it's, it's very flexible as far as what it will take in for input signals. Um, we talked to, we, 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 we mentioned before about pixel resolution. Uh, we don't get into it uh, here much at all. I mean, we have all the different uh, resolution capabilities in there. But when, when, it, when it comes down to it, it maps it out. So it's going to be, if it's a 4 by 3 aspect ratio, it's going to show up 4 by 3 on the projection, on the screen. And it's going to fill it vertically and then apply the horizontal relationship so it's the right aspect ratio. But you don't have the ability to go in there and stretch it. So you're not able to, to play, with, play with it like you would an old analog type projector or CRT type projector. That's been a restriction that we've kind of had on a lot of our LCD technology or any of the digital technology these days. But as I was getting, what I was getting to was there's a, a spec they're working on right now uh, I, I, I think there's a number to it. We were talking about it earlier. Somebody mentioned it. Uh, it's a DC SDI, is what I heard it coined to. But they're actually taking instead of 1920, they're calling it uh, 2040, 20, 2048. I think it is. Uh, the number is. Was that? Uh, do you remember what the number was? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a multiple, and it comes up. It's 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 binary, binarily correct. And so they're able to uh, match it and and, and it works much better in the computer world. And they're already actually using it and doing things with it. But it's a standard that's being worked on and and will probably be out and about here in the near future. Actually, you know, when you start talking about uh, extrapolating a signal and and enlarging it up on a panel, uh, taking 4K and putting it up in the panel pixel for pixel is, is quite a process. There's a lot of resolution there, but when you're taking XGA, and you feed it up on the picture. It's you're doing a lot of expansion, and the reason I bring this up is because there's people that you know people will say, well, why don't I just take four analog cards, because the projector has an analog card capability also too to feed in regular XGA or 1280 by 1024 and extrapolate it up, and why don't I put four analog cards in there? And one and I put uh, 1024 by 768 on there, and one and I feed it into four different quadrants and I'll lock my computers together and I'll put some multiple output cards in it and I'll build myself my own server and I'll do it a lot cheaper. Uh, But the problem is, is what you run into is that when you're taking an XGA signal or a signal that is not a perfectly mapped pixel for pixel type signal, like the 4K signal would be, is that you end up with an extrapolation that doesn't give you an even side because you're always building upon. You're taking one and you're building two, and then you're taking another one and building two, that type of, of process. So what you end up really, when you look at the edge of the picture, is a little jaggedy line. So these quadrants will never truly ever meet uh, together. And you end up with a uh, black bar uh, quadrant in the screen. And that's, that's, that's an artifact that's not really an artifact. It's designed that way. That's just the process that comes up. So if you're feeding four individual signals to it, you will see a line that comes down through there. So that's just a a part of the process. Oh, there's even some automation in here. And there's little black lines that we're getting to. The projector is actually uh, uh, quite, quite large. It's, I, I relate it to the, uh, no, it's bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. It's, it's a small snowmobile. That's, that's what I refer it to. And you could hop on it like a small snowmobile, except there's no handles to drive it. Uh, it's about 220 pounds, and when we put it in our shipping case, and we ship it around, you need double doors to get it through. I usually explain it to the people that are receiving it in, and the shipping department is, it's about the size of a small Volkswagen bug. So consider moving that around the shipping facility. Uh, although it's, it has roller wheels and it's, it's, it works pretty well. We had to move one into a movie theater for a demo in San Francisco. And if you're familiar with movie theaters and the projection areas, I think what they do is they, they build the projection areas with the, with, the, with the projectors in them and they bring them up in pieces. And when you go up into the projection booth, you've got a small little skinny little stairs that you go up in and goes around in a circle and there's no room and luckily, they had an elevator up there for whatever reasons. And the elevator was it was probably not even a six foot by six foot elevator. I think the thing was about four and a half, five feet square. I mean you can only fit three or four people in it. We had to take the projector and stand it on end because it's it's you know, it's 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 about two and a half feet wide and about two two and a half feet thick, and then it's about almost probably about four and a half feet long. And we had to stand it on end on a dolly and then roll it into the elevator and One guy squeezed in with it, and we sent him up and then went up and met him and then hauled it out it was it was It was very difficult to get in it 's about two hundred and twenty pounds without the lens, so it 's not something it's it's We're talking about using it in rental applications before and how it compares against some of the other projectors out there. This really was designed for digital cinema. They weren't thinking rental applications. If you want to take this out and and, and use it in an environment with a rental company, they look at it and they say, oh my goodness, I thought we got rid of those with CRT projectors, you know, because it's so huge. You take a a 25K um, uh, competitive projector, now the DLPs, with 25,000 ANSI lumens, and and, and they sit on the table and they're relatively small, where this is huge. So this really is is meant for applications where people really want that resolution, they need that resolution. And again, it's only 10K. I've stacked them. We did a double stack at one of the shows in LA. 10,000 ANSI lumens just wasn't sufficient. They wanted a little bit more punch. We had another projector sitting there as a backup. And so we overlaid them, and we adjusted them, and we converged them just like you would an old CRT projector. It's a challenge, but if you know what you're doing, you can, pu- you can pull it off, and we were able to pull it off. would not something I want to do every day, but, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a challenge. We are building a stacker so that you can put two projectors together, and then when you're aligning them, you go in there, and you turn a little knob, and you, and you adjust it. You're not up there crawling on a scaffolding, pushing the projector this way, then letting it settle and then looking at it real close and say, did we move it and is it, is it where it needs to go? I mean, that process is difficult, but that's, that's what they go through. And in a rental environment, they're doing it fast. They don't have time to be setting that stuff up. This is really not designed for that. This is really meant for the digital cement applications. That's what they designed it for. We're trying to, I, I see it going into a lot of other applications. But at, at this first introduction, when you look at the size, it's, it, it's loud. It really does, it really does blow a lot of air. You really need a, a bit of space behind it and around it. Uh, we've set them in areas where the room's been cool and turned them on. And after about a half an hour, an hour, the projector shuts down because it's too hot in the room. It really warms up the room. You need to turn the AC on and, it just, uh, it's, and put the fans on it and everything. There's a lot of heat generated from that 10,000 ANSI lumens it sounds you can't hear anything when you're sitting next to it it's it's like a how
1: many hours will the lamp go
0: uh on the uh on the 10,000 ANSI lumen projector it's 800 hours and on the uh, 5,000 ANSI lumen projector it is uh 800 uh 1,000 hours pretty much what a xenon lamp uh runs at we were talking about the stacker before for installation it 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 really uh I, I think there will be places for that. And, 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 and not so much because we're trying to sell into the high bright market, but because there's going to be people out there that demand the resolution. They need the 4K resolution, but they want more than 10,000 ANSI lumens They need more brightness. So in that case, we'll have a solution for that for the time being. The projector is designed so that uh, the lamping allows you to tilt the projector up and down. Uh, If you're familiar with how bulbs burn, uh, it's like a candle. And if you take a candle and hold it straight up, it burns fine. You turn it sideways, it burns odd, faster, uneven, that whole process. So when you're looking at uh, bright lamps, powerful lamps, they have the same kind of problem. They need to be designed so that they're positioned. And what they do is they set up the light path so that the lamp is sitting on its side. And when you tilt the projector, the lamp just rotates. If you have the projector set up so that the lamp uh, is in the back, when you tilt it up, it's the whole effect of the candle. But when you rotate it, you don't have a problem. And that's how these are designed, so that you're able to tilt the projector up to the ceiling or straight down on the floor, but not tilt them off sideways. Plus, the projector is not designed to be put upside down. The lens has shift. Either you put it on the floor, and you shoot the screen up from the floor, or you set it up on the ceiling uh, in a tray, and it, and it shoots down from the ceiling, that type of setup. Oh, nice little picture with venting. Nice little vent attachment available for the back, too. I think that's a, it's, it, the vent will probably be, uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but the vent will probably be on there for about $2,500, uh, you know, a piece of tin and a, and a tube. Uh, somebody probably going to make a lot of money uh, dealing with that aspect of it. Actually, a wide range, range of uh, wide range of lenses, and and the reason I get I, I, I'm going into this right here is because I want to show you the lens calculator. Because what's neat about the lens calculator is when you look at the lens calculator, you see uh, the variation of what happens when you feed all these different formats into it. You've got 4K 1.85, 4K 239, 3.8. Uh, 1080i uh, or 720 and then 625, you have all these different uh, uh, setups. And if we go with a, a 20, let me slip my glasses on. Let's go with a 20 foot screen size and get down here. We can see here where the, 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 the throw distance options start changing for placing that on a 20-foot wide screen. And so determining what application you're going to use it in, what form, signal formats you're going to use, what kind of you're going to be displaying will determine how, how you're going to fill your screen. And it's, it's important in understanding that because the projector is designed to give a, 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 a beautiful picture Uh, and map the right amount of pixels and deal with it in the right way. And when you're dealing with 4K versus 1080 versus 720 versus a four by three format, 16 by nine format, or even a 1280 by 1024, which is actually a five by four format. It's not a four by three format. Uh, And dealing with all those different ones, it makes it a little bit different. It kind of looks at it from a different perspective. another little different uh, look of it. It's going to take a while to come up. So, so we're talking about how it lays out in width and, and, and height. And uh, I really want this slide to come up here now. There we go. A little visual of what we're talking about here. But some people will go in here and they'll say, I've got a 3840 by 2160. I'm going to be running 1080i all the time. I'm going to be running 1080. I'm going to be running 1920 by 1080. That's what I want. I don't care about 4K because I'll never have a 4K source. But I want to fill the screen. So he's going to be looking at the screen size versus this one, versus a 4K, which a 4K will be 4096 by 2160. So that has a big effect on on where you go with it. Let's slip on past here. So when we're looking at this projector, you know, this is a, this. Is actually, just kind of a nice little picture of it, and uh, give you a little view from the front. It, it 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 looks a little bit large. It really is large. Uh, Ten thousand ANSI lumens. Again, uh, two thousand to one contrast ratio. Now, uh, the prototypes we were shipping only had 1800, 1800 to one. They're, uh, here now. And actually, this is a nice little add-on: is the remote control. When we first uh, saw this projector a long time ago, and it was first introduced, there, there, in in my understanding, there were not plans to put a remote control on it. Uh, The way that you control this projector is you hook to a computer. You just take a crossover cable and plug into it over IP. And you can control this projector, monitor this projector, and do anything you want with it over IP and RS-232. But they've chosen to provide a remote control, which is very nice. This is actually the, the, the GUI for the um, for the projector. Uh, it's really kind of nice in the factory. You can go up in the corner of the screen and this is our quadrant selector right here. All you do is select how you want it, uh, the quadrant instantaneous. Uh, you can select which input you want on it on, on which quadrant. And again, it's all instantaneous. You can go in there and set your color space. You can have a different color space for different inputs. So if you're running uh, uh, a deck in from one uh, one end. That's uh, you want a different color space. You can go ahead and set that and adjust it. So there's a lot a lot that you have on here. You can you can fool around with your shuttering too. So if you're trying to relate a little bit better to film. And after this, we just get kind of get into the lineup. Um, roughly roughly roughly, you know we're looking at this kind of pricing for a projector without a lens. And then the lenses range from uh, $14,000 to $17,000 a piece, so depending on what lens that you want. The lamps, the lamps, uh, the lamps, oh, there they are. The lamps are roughly, you know, uh, $1,600 and $2,000, depending on whether it's 105 or 110. There's housings. You can only replace uh, the lamp five times in a housing. After the fifth time, then you want to replace the housing because the housings eventually get uh, uh, broken down from the heat and everything. Uh, I, th- I think that's pretty much standard with xenon lamps.
1: First question I had was uh, your input card is using HD-SDI, uh, uh, I assume that's the 7292M and 1.5 gigabits and all that sort of thing. Uh, so that, that is a, a 4.2.3 standard, so I assume that all your input here is essentially
0: 422 color. Uh No, the, the HD-SDI, there's actually four cards uh, are on the plan. Right. Uh, the, what we call the 001 card is our analog card. Yeah. So it's analog RGB and you could put uh, HD uh, uh, into it, uh, but it's analog. Mm-hmm. And that's what we'd use for any of the computer signals at this point in time right now. Then there's what we call uh, the 002 card, which is just hd mm-hmm. 422. And then we have the O3 card, which is the HD-SDI uh, dual-link. Uh, okay. So that's the one that has the 422 and then the O22 uh, right along with it. And, you, and we use our SRW decks to, to feed the output there to that. Okay. And there is a there is some plans in the future for a DDI card, as I understand it. Okay. okay. But the,
1: the projector itself is capable of full, full
0: Yes, yes, yes. As a matter of fact, that's what we usually demo it with, is 444 color. We have some demo tapes with that, and and it works best. It, you can notice the difference between 444 uh, than 422 when you start putting... Even even when they're different, you know, they're not the same material on the tape, you can see the color depth. You can see it jump out at you. Big difference, yeah.
1: But it's also all 10-bit video. Uh, I assume that the, the basic unit itself is capable of doing better than intended uh, uh, video uh, of the pixel, or uh, is that just a limitation of the input cards again? As come up it's, with it's, cards?
0: it's all depending on the the, the input cards right. uh, and, and, and what you're doing with your input cards, yeah. Right.
1: Can I ask a marketing
0: oh. question? Sure.
1: Um, a number of years ago, George Lucas uh, ran four theaters in this country running uh, the DLP and the uh, it was a huge JVC light valve to see what people liked. Never did find out the answer to that, but obviously this is a digital as opposed to the electronic. Um, at that time, there was a huge uh, resistance by Hollywood of uh, digital because of the film and also the, the distribution people. So I, I realize that, that Sony owns Columbia. Does that mean that they're going to start producing uh, digital media for, for their projectors? and? Uh, Put them in the theaters in the
0: near future, or that—that's so that. That's, plan that I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I'm not privy to that plan. I don't have uh, info on that. The, the there is. A, you know, these are designed for the theaters, and, and but but the the separation of manufacturing and and, and that whole process. They're they're different businesses. They're, oh, are
1: they going to make a uh, a camera.
0: There are there are some out there now there's not i shouldn't say some there's not some it's it's very very limited um, there's there's there there's a group down in Florida that has one and as I understand it they use it for doing the shuttle shots uh, or they or they've been testing it with that but it's a four k camera it actually has four uh out, out, four link outputs um, so the, and there have been cameras around i think i think uh H, I think it's HP, has had one for a while. They have a, a, a 4K display LCD monitor um, that I was told about at a show. I, I haven't seen it. This was some information that was passed on to me at a show from another customer. Um, but as far as, you know, specific information, on it, I don't have anything on that. I'm not sure what the movie and people down there are planning to do. And it, it's probably a secret, too. <laughs> the
1: last question, uh, what kind of edit action? Edit decks? Yeah.
0: How do you edit this deck? Well, you're... Oh, you mean the 4K? Yeah. Oh, oh. That's a whole other process. I couldn't answer that one for you. <laughs> uh, my understanding and, and, and is that they are uh, currently at this time, is they're taking the, the content uh, from film and, 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 and turning it into 4K. So it's already done. Uh, and when they're, And when they're doing the special effects again, they're doing it in that process. I, I think that what we're seeing them do right now may not be what they really want to do. They're, you know, it's a, it's a transition. But 4K is, 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 is it's a display medium. Mm-hmm. It really is a display medium. They haven't really uh, done that in the other parts yet. I mean, you're taking a projector for the digital theater uh, and, and 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 putting a lot of information on the screen. You're not necessarily going to edit in that in that format. You're just displaying in that format. Yeah. Do
1: so you expect to have like? people doing
0: services like upconversion from HD or that going to be very common well the projector upconverts from HD itself so 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 if you're working in 1920 by uh, 1080 if you're working in in, in 444 already which every, you know a lot of people are working in 444 there's a lot of cameras that are putting out 444 the, there's there's a lot of that going on so working in the 44 environment now is is probably what you're going to see a lot of and, and going in that direction. And then you can take that and put it up to a server, yeah. And it
1: does a really high quality interpolation?
0: Well, that's, that depends on who's doing it. I mean, that again, that's a process uh, that it really depends on how you go about doing it. Oh,
1: but when it un-converts, is it
0: interpolated? Uh, I'm, not sure. I'm, not, I'm not real familiar with that. That's a whole other realm that they're working with right now. I just know that when they take it and they take a, a film project and they go to convert it to the server, It is a very extensive, time-laborious process, even for the computers, to crunch the the data. And then to do it correctly is is not all that simple. Yeah. So is it likely that this technology will, over time, migrate into the home? Yes, it already is. It already is. Um, SXRD was introduced in the home to begin with. The first projector, the SXRD projector was the Qualia 004, was introduced a couple of years ago and it's an 1800 ANSI Lumen Xenon lamp projector. And it's meant for the home theater market. Um, For years we sold the VPH G90 into the home theater market, which was about a $35,000 CRT projector that you had to hang in the ceiling and you had to have somebody come in and spend a day or two setting it up and getting everything right. Um, And so now they came out with the Qualia 04, which kind of displaced that. And it's SXRD, looks very good, but it's only 1800 ANSI lumen. It's a home theater type projector. It's about 30 to $32,000, if I remember correctly, roughly um, uh, that price range. They come out with a rear screen projector for your home. That's, I think it's a 50 or 60 inch display. Do you remember? 70 inch Qualia uh, rear screen display. Again, it's a 1920 by 1080 chip, rear screen uh, little uh, uh, projector that goes in your home. And I think they're around 12 or $14,000 roughly. And I know that they're looking at coming out with some more products uh, this winter uh, in time for Christmas, I'm sure uh, uh, Qualia or or SXRD product. Qualia, I say Qualia, but Qualia is actually a marketing term. Qualia is a grade of uh, consumer gear. So they have Qualia DVD players. They have Qualia audio equipment. They have a whole spectrum of there, but we call it Qualia 004. I think was the first Qualia piece was actually the first um, uh, SXRD projector that we sold. And that was coin qualia. But now when you look at the qualia line, you're going to see a number of all different types of things. So that's the buzzword beyond XPR, the new XPR quality? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as I understand, sure. As to the server that
1: drives the projector, are you Sony developing something? Are
0: you I'm sorry, what was that?
1: And the server that's driving the projectors, I Are mean, you Sony
0: developing, or are they I, th- I don't think we're. I don't. I I, I. I couldn't answer that. As far as I know, I've not seen any development. But again, I work on the on the uh, on the uh, supply side of it, so I get involved with the product that's coming out six months from now, and has been out for the last couple of years and support that product. Uh, there's a lot of things in development. I. But I've, I've. i i You know, server business. That's that's a wide word because a VTR is a server in essence to some degree. Uh, so I imagine that we're going to have some kind of product for distributing signal along the ways, but we're not. No, we're, we're looking to server manufacturers to attach this to. There are companies out there that are building servers that manage 4K product software. The, the 4K file that is, uh, and there's a standard for it, it's a DPX file uh, to hold that 4K uh, file. It's actually a, 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 an image and you have a software program that pulls those files up, and that's the DPX format. There's, there's standards on that. There's a whole number of standards on all of that, that product. And it, Go ahead. I've not seen any problems with it. Servers work really well. As long as, you know, if you, if you, you know whenever, whenever we try and jam sync or, or lock, uh, external sources, we do it with some of our digital signage players, our network players, where we take four players and we break the image up and we put them up on, on four individual screens and try and make quad wall or any kind of effect for, for signage. Uh, there's, there's a lock capability on a lot of them. But you're only, you're only worrying about one frame. That's not such an issue. When you put a high-definition signal up on individual quadrants, you need to be right on. You can't be off any at all. The server does that. The server deals with it. Uh the server puts that information up there, and then there's a process in the projector too. But it, it all works. It's it's it's, more it, quite it's 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 pretty it's pretty it's pretty seamless. I've not seen any problem with the projectors showing them at all.
1: I have a question uh, regarding your digital feed. I mean, uh, I know that the uh, content providers are very sensitive of, about encryption. Yeah. So, uh, how does the data get
0: in there when we're when we're as as we're looking at this right now, this is not encrypted. Okay. When we feed into those four inputs, it's not encrypted. Okay. We're feeding in a signal where you can take a regular HDSDI stream and feed in there, or an HDSDI dual link and stream it in there. It's not encrypted. Oh no! In the theaters, in the theaters, they're going to have a plug-in. There, in the theaters, we'll probably have a box. That will plug into those four card slots and it will be proprietary and that will all be managed that, that's a whole that 's a whole nother area uh, that and, and again there's other people working on that, and that 's all the theater uh, the theater view of it that 's all a whole whole nother part of it
1: going out of the
0: no, no. What, what, what I mean is right now, as we do it right now, when we have it sitting on a server and we're putting it into the projector or when we're feeding it through uh, from an HD-SDI deck, it's, none of it's encrypted. None of it's encrypted. The encryption process is something totally different that is a – I don't even think Sony is making that part of the product. Uh, the, that, Chip would
1: go in the system
0: mm. Well, I looked at I looked at uh, last week I was looking at the 4K projector on a uh, HDSDI feed. It was a HDSDI 422 feed, and they were running uh, the software program uh, leaves me for the moment, but they were running MPEG compression. And if I remember correctly, they were running it on um, a probably a a 12 or 14 megabit stream. So it was, you know, better than DVD quality, but it was still an MPEG compression. And when you looked at the screen, I mean, you could, there were huge blocks, and you could see it. It's a great tool, a great projector for evaluating MPEG compression and and, and seeing what you're doing as they could go frame by frame. They could even see transitional interlace errors in the conversion process uh, up on this because the resolution was so good. Uh, so it's, it's a great way, it's a great projector for evaluating those things. But again, that MPEG picture was meant for a 30 inch television screen, not a 20, 20 foot wide uh, projector screen. So yeah, 40 to 1 you know, compression, yeah, it really depends on where you're going with it. I mean, there's a lot we can accept in TV, but we can't accept on the screen there. And that's why when you look at a 4K server, you know, it's it's a direct stream in, there's not really any compression going on. The
1: movie they showed at NAB, something about India, How was that, what was the input for that? Is that, a that was coming
0: from a 4K server. And the I think it was film. I don't remember specifically. I, I, I think it was film. Do you remember that, Andy? No, it was film. It was filmed? Yeah, yeah. That that right now is where most of the content is coming from because I think that the, the camera sources are very very limited. Yeah.
1: What's the speed of the liquid
0: crystal? Mm, couldn't tell you that one off the top of my head. Well yeah but not, that's not the issue because yeah.
1: the question is how quickly does the brightness of this place right here on the screen need to change mm-hmm. and that's very different from the motion blur. Yeah. Well you're saying that you wouldn't leave a trail. No, and, uh, no. A because, because different pixels are involved in the trail.
0: Yeah t- we we talked a little bit about it in the Lycos technology the earlier technology there were you know there was a trail issue the newer technology there's not that's some of the improvement they've made with the, uh, the way that they're uh, managing the, the vertically aligned liquid crystal, that portion of it there. Because when you look at standard liquid crystal right now, I mean, they use it on computer screens. It works really fast.
1: I'm wondering where does the energy get dissipated? I mean, you put in quite some light energy.
0: Yeah.
1: Where uh, does it
0: go? There's a big heat sink.
1: It goes just to the and it's gone.
0: There's a big heat sink. There's a big heat sink that uh, absorbs any any of the uh, uh, excess heat light.
1: Do you have um, there's an interesting question. Do you have um, a requirement on how long you can run a live
0: stream? No, no, not that. I don't have any of that information at this point. Uh, the 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 device really does not generate that much heat. The process, if you think about, if you look at um, standard LCD projectors and what we've done technology. Sony's done a very, very good job at taking, when we, when we look at light output on our LCD projectors and our light path refinements, they've done an excellent job on improving brightness, but yet they've not put bigger bulbs in it. They'll take a projector and do a, do a, do a, do a, do a few mods on it and improvements on it and not change the model number, but reissue the projector and make some improvements, software improvements and things like that, and they'll change the spec, and it'll turn from a 2,000 ANSI lumen projector into a 2,200 or 2,300 ANSI lumen projector. Uh, they might not even change the brightness spec, but when you look at it, you can tell the difference because they've improved the light path. And the light path technology in this is really sophisticated, very sophisticated, the, the use of that information, the whole process is not really available right at this point in time that that whole, the whole light path movement and everything. I, I, I believe some of it might even be proprietary. I'm not quite sure. The okay. nah. But there really is not that much light, uh, or, or I should say excess heat dissipating through that chip. The chip. It's a Sony chip. Yes, it's a Sony chip. It is a Sony chip. Yes, yes, it's a Sony chip. Sony manufactures it. Um, that it's, it's, it's a derivative of Lycos, but it's a, it's a Sony manufactured chip. Does
1: the projector require like recalibration of the lenses periodically?
0: Or? Not, not that I'm aware of. Again, we, we haven't started shipping them yet. They ship next month. But um, the lenses, uh, you know, like any of the other projectors, you set them up and they are pretty solid. I don't, I, you know, I, 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 you, you don't see drift usually on these types of products. Any drift that you find is usually because somebody's in there playing with the projector, or that type of thing. Do they have
1: a lot of
0: orders in the back order? As I, I understand it, yeah, we've got a lot of back order for demo. We've got a, it, it's it once we start shipping them, it'll be it'll be easier to tell. I mean, people, you know, you you do have an order list in, but again, they don't tell me all that stuff.